Before we get started with today's show, let me tell you about another great ESPN podcast. Laughter Permitted with Julie Foudy kicks off season nine on March 8th with NASA astronaut Nicole Mann while she is actually in the International Space Station. Check out what this astronaut and former Naval Academy soccer player has to say about life in space and how being an athlete helped us spacewalk. That's Laughter Permitted every Wednesday. Listen wherever you're listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? Man, I woke up this morning. Got yourself a gun. Got yourself a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what you was even gonna go to. I was I thought I was I thought I was being funny. <laughs> nah, I, I honestly knew where you were gonna end up with it. I I figured it out. I've talked to you enough that if I say got yourself a yeah, so Ooh. man, Sean Kemp, bruh, what is what is what is going on? Yo, and we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson and a couple other things down the pipe. But I think the first thing that we need to start with, again, keeping in mind at this point, if you were born the day Sean Kemp was drafted, you are 32 years old now, right? Which is to say, there are a lot of you that don't really get, like, why we here, okay? Like, why we yeah. care about this. So one thing that I think our current, Lee NBA situation kind of lacks is Sean Kemp types, right? And what I mean by that is Sean Kemp is what I call, and I've said this about a few guys in football. I don't know if you all when I talked about this, but like Cam Newton is an example for me. Cam Newton is not a pro football Hall of Fame, but Cam Newton is what I would call a rock and roll Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. right? Which is to say, Guns N' Roses can get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on the strength of one album, yeah. right? Lauren Hill can still sell out spots on the strength of one album. Mm -hmm. And Sean Kemp did not have the one album. But baby, he had hits. hits. <laughs> he had hits, oh, dog. His, his single catalog, he got some album tracks. Like, Sean Kemp, I think the best way that I could put this is, for those of you who were not around for the Sean Kemp time, because I even find the video doesn't really do justice. Sean Kemp was like, take what you think of Zion as like your dream of how you want Zion to play all the time, except Zion is like 6'10, 250 at a time where they didn't really make 6'10, 250 like that. Just all ups and strength. Ups and strength. Sean Kemp was so like visually striking to watch that they all had to retire for us to be like, well, you know, actually, I think Gary Payton might have been their best player. Yeah. I mean, Sean Kemp looked different too. And I, I think that's yes. why the Zion compared because the first person that came to my mind was Blake Griffin. Um, but I think the Zion comparison might be better. Be the Blake Griffin's a good yeah, one. Yeah, because Sean Kemp looked different. And it was a one of those guys who in his uniform looked like like <laughs> Hollywood's version of what a basketball player looked like, you know? Where they like, oh, like X-Men. Yeah, like, oh, he's an athlete. He must be ripped. Like basketball players ain't really like that, like that. But Sean Kemp looked like that. Man, Rain Man, he was not a great uh like all around basketball player but the man had a signature shoe 
And that should tell you something. <laughs> it's like yes. your point about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fame, but not a pro football or pro basketball Hall of Fame is a good one because it's like what he meant to the culture. And not, I don't mean like black culture. I just mean the culture at large, like sports culture and American culture. What he meant to the culture is far more than the value that he provided on the court, which is crazy because he provided so much value on the court. He was one of those guys that's like, he, he played basketball like I played basketball, except he was better. Like, yes, I'm just a better <laughs> athlete than most guys. So, like, I'm just going to be faster than you, jump higher than you, and I'm going to make uh, get open, get wide open shots because I'm a better athlete. And that's what Sean Kent was like. He was like um, Richardson at the combine. Like, oh, no, that one's different. <laughs> that one, that one there, <laughs> the rain man is different. No, you have to understand at the time when cats were not coming out of high school or everybody was going to college. So Sean Kemp went to Kentucky for a year and then went to a junior college in Texas called Trinity Valley Community College for, you know, no, he went to Kentucky. I don't think he stayed a year, but he went to Kentucky and then he went to Trinity Valley Community College and got drafted in the first round. Okay. Now you may be asking, well, what happened at Kentucky? Well, allegedly, yeah. Shaw Kemp stole a gold chain out of one of his teammates' locker. Which teammate, you ask? A gentleman by the name of Sean Sutton. Sean Sutton later went on to become the head coach at Oklahoma State. Why did he become the head coach at Oklahoma State? Because his daddy, Eddie Sutton, had previously been the coach at Oklahoma State and then passed the job down to him. And you may be wondering, wow. So who was the coach at Kentucky while Sean Sutton was there? A gentleman by the name of Eddie Sutton, <laughs> which is to say, Sean Kemp allegedly stole from the coach's son. Man. I need you guys to understand that the 80s was wild. <laughs> the crazy thing about his NBA career is I don't think he ever won a dunk contest. No. And that, he was in him. That's all, yeah, that's all I remember about Sean Kemp is just ridiculous dunks that just i don't know i i hate to keep harping on this athlete thing but no like no, normally, no 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 let's stay the there. athlete yeah i mean normally the athlete athleticism is not enough to carry you because what you're playing against is the best athletes who also have the coordination and the dedication to refine their skills so at a certain point you're gonna have to develop some more you know that's why the best college players don't always make it in the nba because right. in the NBA, it's all those guys with that same athleticism, but also they have the extra mental or physical abilities that the other guys don't have. Sean developed it some, I guess. But to imagine him being so much better athlete that he was an NBA all-star while not being all that, like, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like he didn't have any skills because he was he had skills. But like if he if he couldn't jump and run like he did, he wouldn't be an NBA. Dominique. <laughs> Have you ever in your life seen somebody get yammed on and after being yammed on, dap up the yammer? <laughs> because that happened. He dunked on Chris Gatlin so hard that all Chris Gatlin could do was dap him up. And that is not, I repeat, not the most legendary Sean Kemp dunk. In fact, it's not even the most legendary Sean Kemp dunk against the Warriors. 
I feel like we got so excited about Sean Kip is and we maybe assuming that people know what's going on, but I don't oh, think yeah, we yeah, we'll ever get even <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Why we'll we get there. Yeah, I just needed people to get that uh -huh. if you may have seen Sean Kemp trending or whatever it was, that's why anybody cares that Sean Kemp is trending. Why is Sean Kemp trending more directly? It's because allegedly he shot up the mall. Yeah. <sighs> do we the have mall? To, do we have to say allegedly when there's video? I mean, I guess we don't oh, have his perfect video? eye. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on. yeah, yes, sir. There's video. If you could, I will watch this <laughs> in real time. I was a little too saddened when I got the yeah. news to even <sighs> inquire. All I saw, Sean Kemp got picked up shooting up the mall, yeah. and honestly, that's all I thought I needed to know. So, but little did I know that there was. Oh wow, Sean Kemp video that comes up right quick on the mm -hmm. It's not just the video, and I don't know if you can pipe in the audio for yourself right now, also, but the audio provides value too because it's guys in the background who hiding in the bushes record this thing narrating it which made it kind of, i mean as sad as it was because i agree it's sad the sean kipp story is largely sadder than it is happy at this point but he up in washington state um doing his tony montana apparently and it's real tough but them narrating in the background is kind of hilarious okay. okay okay hold up hold up first of all searching for sean kipp video you would think that on under top on Twitter, the first thing would be the Sean Kemp video that you were referring to. But no, it's all y'all's Sean Kemp videos making jokes. Yeah. Oh, there go my whole boy Chris's daddy and white man K-Jump. Ain't that something? <laughs> hey, there's Jalen Ramsey. Ain't that something? Oh, there's a video of Cat Williams. Look at that. Mm. I have every video. I got videos of him dunking on people. I got videos of everything. <laughs> oh, there's Denzel Washington trading day. I got videos of everything except the actual <laughs> video I'm looking for. Oh, there it is. I have found it. I will watch. I'm going to just watch these Sean Kemp dunk highlights while you do that. Uh, think of happier oh, yeah. Sean Kemp times. Because all we now, know. For the, for, hold on, hold on. For the podcasters, you'll be able to chart my reactions on this. Okay, is he the one in the red? Yeah, that's him. Okay, yeah. Am I asking if this obviously six foot ten person is is that the gun in his hand right there? I think so. That's what it looks like to me. Hold on, I'm seeing cops run around. Why Sean Kemp's still there? Yeah, because apparently, according to the narrators, the cops were chasing the other guys, mm -hmm. and they all the guys he shot <laughs> or or shot at in the direction of the cops were chasing them. And the other guys were very concerned. Like, oh, they better get him too. <laughs> well, 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 I will tell you what is striking me. As I just saw Sean Kemp get into his Porsche Panamera. Yep. <laughs> um, I assumed that he was under more hard scrabble circumstances. Yeah. And by the way, this has been described as a drive-by shooting, yeah. but it appears that Sean Kemp's in to be a shoot and drive away yeah it's not a drive-by i saw that too and i was very confused when i watched the video it wasn't like a drive-by shooting it was it's very casual shooting in broad daylight in washington state with a 16 yeah. black man in a parking lot of a shopping mall <laughs> so, yeah i gotta say that this chill. characterization as a drive-by shooting seems to be needlessly inflammatory yeah. um i and i have to admit as some of you know i'm from texas When somebody gets shot under these circumstances, I have to admit, I have questions. Yeah. Like, so tell me what was going on. Here. Like, for example, I'll be honest. I'm comfortable with who I am. 
and where I came from. And this is America, okay? Y'all got all these guns out here, and then y'all flip out when somebody uses them. I don't really understand it, but whatever. I saw that story about Joe Mix, and I got to work, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody had put on the Slack channel, Joe Mixon allegedly shot a 16-year-old making a TikTok video in his yard at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I have to say, I heard that story, and my immediate thought was, was the person in his yard under a spotlight with a sign that said, don't mind me, Mm -hmm. I'm only a 16-year-old making a TikTok video in your yard? Because the Texas in me hears somebody was playing around in front of his house at night and shots rang out. Yeah. Which in Texas, kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> kind of how it works, right? Yeah. I myself am not about this gun life, Mm-mm. but I recognize this gun life got rules, gays, whatever it is. And I just need to know what happened. What was the dispute? What came up? I mean, because look, Sean Kim gonna go to jail for this. That's a blue state. They don't yeah. play around with them mm-hmm. guns like however it spins. But uh, I ain't know uh, Tacoma was banging like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. And you mentioned the Panamera. I, I, presumably, he got some of his money together if he's driving around in a Porsche Panamera. Yes. So if you are going to be involved in, let's say, occupations that require that you carry a hammer, you driving a Panamera, you don't never want to be in a parking lot doing whatever it is like if whatever you have done have gotten you to Panamera levels, then what you doing out in the street in broad daylight in a red <laughs> vest, busting shots in a mall, in a strip mall parking lot? You you got to hire some better henchmen. Dog. But that's what I'm saying. This sounds like something came up. Yeah, right? this is like, like an like, emergency. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sean Kemp like, look, man, I was just coming to the ball, seeing if yeah. they had got some more pants in with the 40-inch inseam, right? Think, you I know? think he said, though, I think he said he was trying to get back his pri- – I mean, maybe that's just something you say. But, yeah, it doesn't – and it's it's so casual. It doesn't seem, like, heated. It seemed like – I don't know. It's hard to speculate what's going on based on yeah. this. But no matter what, you don't need to be in no pocket lot letting off shots. That's just a bad yeah, idea. That, yeah, that's just where I'm just like I, – I wouldn't – the video I saw – didn't have a play-by-play mm-hmm. that you yeah. referred to, but I I do want to see uh, how this one ultimately shakes out, right? Not like sure. I, I I I but damn, it was like damn, Sean Kemp back in the news, and it's on that. He was so comfortable too. It's like this guy who looked like Sean Kemp. His trunk was open. He closed the trunk. He drives off and he circles the parking lot, throws the gun in the bushes, and comes back and finds the police to go talk to them. Yo, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't you been here before, least, bro. <laughs> how about it, it? Here's what it sounds like. It sounds like regardless of what happened, Sean Kemp believes he is in the right. Yeah. Right. They mm-hmm. took a minute like, to be like, yeah, I'll just come talk to the cops. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No panic. Whatever it is. That'll be deep in there. Like, that sounds like Sean Kemp. Let me, I would tell you the story my whole boy got about his daddy in Memphis. Let me hear it. All right. So my whole boy, Terry, the story might take a little while, but I think you guys will appreciate it. Right. Terry's one of my very good friends. And Terry's talking about, it tells about it where, this is in the mid-90s. And so his mama had passed away. But right before his mama had passed away, his daddy had bought her a Lexus with the gold package. 
because Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Memphis in the 90s, I honestly can't think of any other way to show love and stun at the same time than the gold package Lexus, right? I understand you kids ain't impressed by Lexi, but when the Lexus, when the, when, when the Lexus came out, man, oh, man the hold Lexus. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the change in what impresses kids in hip-hop music is incredible because when we was coming up, people was rapping about Pathfinders. That's what I'm about to say. You, <laughs> like, you can have a Mazda We talked about this. You can have a Mazda Millennium yes. in, the, uh, in the video. Q45 Infinity. <laughs> we was like, man, we doing it. You got an Infinity. Yes, now I you got to have a, a Maybach with the, chop, the top chopped off. I told you, I used to uh, run when high school a little bit. One of my homeboys was cool with uh, Paul Wall, the chameleon there. Back in there's Paul and Hakeem at Jersey Village. And I remember Hakeem used to rap about, like, he had 929, right? With, with TV, like, that was his thing. He used to rap about that, 929 with the TVs in it. Dude, chameleon is so rich at this point. And I say this because I've talked to him about, like, investment stuff and the way yeah. he casually says things like, I mean, I did make millions of dollars off that deal. Oh, okay. To explain that it wasn't that much money, right? But he's like, hey, but I did make millions of dollars off that deal. But anyway, a 929, man, we was really impressed by the 929. But when the Lexus came out, they had a commercial for the Lexus where they would take like a ball bearing, right? Uh-huh. And they would put the ball bearing I remember on, on the car with uh, like, like where the hood would come together with the fender and all of that stuff. And to show the craftsmanship, how the ball bearing would just go all the way around the car smoothly and everything else. Man, I, you can't even necessarily use your uh, Lexus to drive for Uber, Uber Black. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like it's not even it, it's not even really a thing. Uh, but anyway, it was the gold package Lexus. Uh-huh. So his, his mom had passed away. His dad is driving the gold package Lexus. And he comes to his gas station and crackhead run up on him with a with a shotgun to rob right and so my homeboy's daddy's just going along like all right all right you got me you got me you got me but uh he said two things he remembered well, one thing he remembers that crackhead kept saying to him come on man i got to have it i got to have it right and terry say that his daddy finally had reached a point though where he was like i just got tired of him cussing at me and so Crackhead had a moment where his eye went somewhere else. And so Terry's daddy went into action, grabbed the barrel of the gun. They wrestling for the gun. The gun's like pointed up in the air. Shot goes off. Bow. Finally, Terry's daddy gets the gun back from the crackhead. The crackhead run away. Terry's daddy get the gun, run after him a few steps, stop. Ka-ka. Boom. Misses. Runs. Ka-ka. Boom. Misses, right? Crackhead runs away. So after that's done, what does Terry's daddy do? Turn around, start walking back to his car so he can finish getting gas and go home. So as this is happening, the police pull up. Yeah. And so the police pull up and they stop to see him. He throw the gun down and go, he went that way. And keep on walking. (laughs) And then the cops come to him and he's so annoyed because he's like, why are you talking to me? He went that way like the cops already had seen this right but he's just like yo yeah. the cops like, he went that way he was so annoyed that this man had tried to rob him and now the mm-hmm. cops are coming to hassle him and so finally he tossed to the cops and the punchline of this story is that the, uh terry's daddy gets home tells to terry who's a teenager at this point mm-hmm. what has happened and he's just like man i shouldn't have done that you just lost your mama you know yeah, all of this right. stuff and terry looked at him and said hey man it's memphis <laughs> this happened every day 
But anyway, that's what I was reminded of is seeing the idea of Sean Kemp is going to talk to the cops. He was like, why are you talking? I'm not the one who did it. I mean, my point isn't that when I said that he'd been there before, it's not like. Oh, he'd been the the royal there. Yeah, (laughs) it's like he was too. And maybe Terrence daddy been there before, too. Not that Sean Kemp is doing uh, drug deals or whatever people are going to assume based on all of this stuff. It's that I imagine I've, I've been around shootings. I've never been mm-hmm. one shooting at somebody. I've shot a gun in a range before. But I imagine that if it come down to it, what it would take to get my blood pressure to a point to where I'm <laughs> licking shots in broad daylight in a strip mall in Washington State, I'm going to be frantic. <laughs> and this man, Sean Kip, was not. He hopped in his no. car, drove around the parking lot, threw a gun in the bushes, went and found the police, got out of his car, and calmly had a conversation with the cops. Sean Kemp been there before. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm with you. My thing about him throwing the gun in the bushes and then coming to catch the cops, I'm like, hey, Sean, I don't know if you heard this about the mall. <laughs> got they got they got video of you throwing that gun yeah. over there in the bushes. Like, if you got to throw the gun in the bushes, you probably shouldn't go talk to the cops. Yeah. The counterpoint is, won't be very hard to identify him. So could you describe the man who shot at you? Man, he was six foot ten, swole as hell, and he had a haircut that was half up on one side and not up on the other one. Eddie had on a bright red vest looking like yes. Marty McFly. Yes. <laughs> but doesn't mean Sean Kemp had an iconic haircut. He was not the only person that had a gumby, uh-huh. but he he and Bobby Brown uh-huh. are the two iconic. Gumby wears. He had that 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 Brillo pad too. At one point, where it was just like it was just right. It was just yeah. It was like just a a a tiny little like bike ramp right at the front. That's all. In fact, in fact, I don't even know if he actually had the Gumby. I think all he had was the joint right there. He was like, "Yo, Indiana, about to show y'all how we get down." Because that's the other thing. Sean Kemp's from Indiana. That's why I'd be like, "Yo, why don't you know Hoosiers? What a great movie! You want to talk about the heroes of Indiana basketball? Sean Kemp." Glenn Robinson, you know what I'm saying? Zach Randolph. They, they might, that, that's what we need to put together, by the way. Yeah. A movie called The New Hoosiers, where the new Hoosiers go back and play the old Hoosiers. <laughs> and it's a bunch of dudes from oh, Gary and Marion great. and all these other places. That's great. I saw, um, I thought of you the other day because it was on social media. I guess um, Michael B. Jordan is promoting the Creed movie. Yeah. And him and Jonathan Majors were talking about, like, their favorites in different categories and jonathan majors had the nerve they asked what was the go um sports movie jonathan majors had the nerve to present hoosiers into the conversation uh he got off of it quickly but he put it up there like it deserved to be in the running and i was like mm, you're just trying to sell some tickets to a particular demographic let them know that you are cool with hoosiers well i'm looking at this and he is from santa barbara county um he went to Yale. UN- yeah, he went to UNC and then he went to Yale. And I don't feel bad about saying this because I'm not offering it as a judgment. It means there's nothing bad about this gentleman. Um, however, let me run a if you talking about if you talking up who's just like that, let me run a Google on Jonathan Major's <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> and and by the way, I put in girlfriend, and what I was trying to find out was the second suggestion for search by the time I got the F on girlfriend. I think that's for everybody, though. Like, I don't know. I think you put in anybody's name and put in a G. They're going to follow an F. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we got that part, but it was 
I was looking after he said Hoosiers. Oh, you know what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I was looking for was the second oh, search. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Michael B. Jordan caused some heat in these streets about his relationship choices. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes he did. He was like, watch this. <laughs> yeah, watch this, watch this. Yeah, he was like, he, he was like, watch this. He he did it with the he did it the same way with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like, oh no, no, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> Why, like, oh, oh, that's what y'all think about me? Say something now. <laughs> Say something now. Oh gosh, this this started with Sean Kemp. Um, it did start like with Sean Kemp. Some somebody can make a map of our conversations one day. That would be hilarious and entertaining in <laughs> itself. It's just like how the hell we ended up on how Jonathan Majors grew up. Start with Sean Kemp letting off shots in the parking lot. But also, but also. We got to some basketball history. Yep. We taught the youth. Uh-huh. We we got to basketball history that spans back decades, spans back eras, all of this stuff. We really got into some, like, we actually got into the sports with it. See, they can't do it like we do it, though. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They, don't play play, they don't play PlayStation like we do. <laughs> that is for sure. When are we going to get to Lamar? Because I know. Oh, yeah. We here now, baby. We here all now. Right, this is one of the parts. They about to run the commercial right now. <laughs> Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. So, Lamar, I look up and the Ravens have tagged Lamar with the the 32 tag, right? First of all, he's never going to play for them again. But what I did not realize with the 32 and i tell my buddy nick said it he made the point he's like you think lamar jackson is playing a down on 32 when daniel jones just got 40 like it's so wild how this is playing out and then i had missed it i didn't see it happen actually it was funny because mina has sent me a text with jj watt talking about teams not wanting lamar jackson how crazy it was and i thought he was just talking in a hypothetical i had no idea that five teams leaked it out that they didn't want Lamar Jackson, right? And look, I'll be trying not to say things here that I know I'm going to say on TV, but I want to make this point about those five teams. Two of them literally don't have quarterbacks. Yeah. At least two, maybe three. I would argue Washington doesn't have a quarterback. You're going with your fifth-round pick. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. The Raiders don't actually... They don't have a quarterback. The Falcons, they don't have a quarterback. I've, I've already forgotten who the 15 was that would be known. But the other thing is, 
and at least two or three of those teams tried to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at Arthur Blank, particularly at Arthur Blank. Bruh, you've done this before, and it was wildly successful. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, I feel confident, ain't fighting dogs. Yeah. I'm sure you can go look into it. You might want to give this another run. And you was trying to get Deshaun Watson's nasty ass. That's what's so wild to me, that the NFL, look, it would be illegal for me to say that the NFL is colluding. So I will not say that they are colluding. I'll just tell you, that's what it looks like, right? It does, in large part, because it, the reaction was so quick. And from teams, so like that morning, was it Tuesday? I guess Tuesday morning, I was on Get Up, and before the pre-show meeting, um, Graziano mentioned to me that he thought that they were going to put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar. The difference is, I'm sure most people know by now, an exclusive tag means that they can, they can't look anywhere else. And um, Parker said the Dolphins was the other team. That's right. That's yeah. right. And the exclusive tag means they you can't go anywhere else. The non-exclusive means that you can negotiate a contract. So most people probably know that by now. When he said it that morning. I said to Dan, like, this feel like they setting up for some collusion. And like, I wasn't going to make the accusation, but I was like, Dak got the exclusive tag. You don't put non-exclusive tags on people that you want to keep unless you feel comfortable or confident that you're not going to lose them. And I think the difference between exclusive tag and non-exclusive tag is like 12 to $13 million. Yes. Which is a lot of money, but it's not when you're talking about security of your quarterback for the next five to 10 years. That's not a huge amount of money. So the only reason why you would put the non-exclusive tag on somebody is you want to get rid of them. Because if you are looking to trade Lamar Jackson, you could probably negotiate a trade for more than the, the two first round picks if you wanted to keep him you wouldn't put him up there like that so it just it seemed confusing why the benefit of doing that and i don't think it's just about having 13 million more dollars of room on the cap it feels like they are comfortable and confident and the reason why i say that is not because these teams aren't interested but because we found out they weren't interested so quickly and i don't think that the owners of the teams were leaking it to the media I think that the owners of the teams, this is my my guess, this is how something like this would happen, made it clear to their front offices, don't pursue this. And then the front offices, probably they everyone in that building knows it's not a case. And then a media member calls one of their sources and like, oh, what you guys doing on this Lamar thing? And they're like, oh, no, no, we out of it. And so it's not a clear cut, like we out of it because we are trying to collude against Lamar Jackson as much as it's just like everybody is out of it. And they're not dumb enough to put this in emails or texts or or have uh, some uh, motion passed at the owners meetings. But after what happened with uh, the Browns and Jimmy Haslam, I guarantee the conversations were had about how they're going to handle this in the future. And never again. Yeah. And now, never again. And now we're here. And it's yeah, unfortunate. I mean, I mean, look, like the whole 1999 NBA lockouts about Kevin Garnett. Yep. You know, like it's all about Kevin Garnett. Uh, they were like, we're just never going this. We're going to dial this back. We are going to figure out how to make this happen and see the thing. My understanding, and I actually haven't understood why this isn't talked about more. My understanding is the thing about Haslam in that deal was he didn't have to do it. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing that got them is it wasn't like there was this furious bidding war. Um, and Haslam just came, Haslam shut it all down. Everybody was like, oh, no, 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 you got too rich for my blood. 
Y'all got that big, homie. Now, the thing about the Ravens, you and I, and I remember watching uh, you all with uh, Kimberly Martin on Get Up one morning, you were talking about this, and you guys had the same rationale for why Lamar was going to be back with the Ravens that I had for why Lamar was going to be back with the Ravens. Our understanding is that the Ravens weren't stupid. Mm -hmm. That was the whole explanation is that he'll be back because they're just not dumb enough. Lamar Jackson, you tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't think I am here, is without question the most attractive, available free agent ever. Like you could make an argument about maybe like Reggie White in 92 or something like that, mm -hmm. right? But a 26-year-old quarterback, a former MVP who clearly contributes to winning, doesn't get in trouble. The guys that play with him like him, all of that stuff, on his grind, all of that is available right now for the low, low price of two first-round picks and some change. I, I can't think of anybody. Reggie Weiss is a good one. He's like the, the first real free agent yes. ever. And so, Lamar, I can't think of, I guess, the Peyton Manning situation, but he had – He was old with yeah, a, with a, with a yeah, trick neck. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have much time for him. I think uh, – yeah, I can't think of anything better than – or any player that could be more impactful than Lamar Jackson. Well, well hold, on, think, hold on, think about this right fast. I didn't mean interruption. No problem, but you're good. Only two quarterbacks have ever, three quarterbacks, as I'm, if I'm not mistaken, have ever even played out the franchise tag. Yeah. Drew Brees, at a time where, where we are with Drew Brees is yeah. not where we were, mm -mm. right? Drew Brees wants one comeback player of the year without getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right? But it's Drew Brees, yeah. Kirk Cousins, and Dak Prescott. That's it. That's it. That's it. To even get to the point of not resigning. Yeah. And so I think you're asking somebody. So Lamar's not a true free agent because not only do you have to pay him the money, you also have to right. give up the compensation. So, and the tough thing about that is once you sign a quarterback to a big deal, it's very important that you have success in your drafts coming forward. So giving away those first round draft picks is going to hurt. But you know how many first round draft picks teams burn up looking for a quarterback right if i could if i could tell you today i give you a proven starting franchise level mvp ceiling quarterback that can beat patrick mahomes and has beaten patrick mahomes somebody that is that good and when and lost to patrick mahomes in close games i can give you somebody who is that good that makes your offensive line better. That automatically, you don't even need a run game coordinator because when Lamar shows up, your run game is solved. And receivers are going to be in man coverage. Your tight end is going to be all pro when Lamar show up. And your defense is going to get a lot of rest because that clock going to be running time of possession because he can run the ball. I tell you all that for the low low of two first-round draft picks, I mean, if you think about the history of so many of these franchises, how many – First round draft picks have these teams burned up looking for one quarterback that they can have some hope in. Yo, that's what I was just about to say. One of those first round picks would presumably be used for a quarterback <laughs> at some point. Like maybe it'll be a cheaper quarterback. Yeah. But he won't be as good. <laughs> so like Dude. it's it's wild to me. That's the only so, so that so that that's also why um Again, no one is making any accusations, but that's also why collusion is something that pops up in people's heads because the Ravens aren't dumb. The Ravens aren't dumb. 
the whole history of the franchise from the very first draft where Ozzie Newsom drafted two Hall of Famers with his first draft picks as a Ravens general manager in the history of the franchise. Since then, it's very few stupid things that that organization has done. And he's still involved as a consultant, even though Eric DaCosta is in charge. They ain't never done nothing this dumb. <laughs> I had that same thought. Like when I saw the thing about the training staff getting the F minus, right? Because, see, this is where I look at it with the Ravens, though, and I think they need to be thinking long-term about the way everybody else in that building come back and look at you, right? Yeah. Like, you got, you know, I forget which player it was that sent them tweets out about quit blaming us and quit blaming Lamar Bateman. when the problem is y'all. Oh, yeah, it was Bateman, right? Because um, yeah. I think DaCosta said something about trying to get a, a difference-making receiver. Right, well, Maybe we're talking also, about a different one. No, but there was another player that also specifically referred to, like, the training staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, that, yeah. NFL, that NFL PA report card stuff, People need to really go look at that because that'll tell you a lot about like when you start seeing how free agent moves get made mm -hmm. and the way people feel and like you, it helps if you like where you work. Right. It it really helps a lot. And guys, I thought were actually pretty thorough on the oh, no, they good here. We like this. Oh, no, no. We think they care. They just over here like really messing up on this part. Right. Like, yeah, yeah this is the thing that they not get right. And so I look at this and if they think they're going to put their foot down on that dude. I have no doubt in my mind that he will go back down there to Deerfield Beach, Pompano Beach, whichever one of them they they he from, and just be down there. Yeah, and I don't see why. I, I can't imagine why he wouldn't. He's shown the resilience, and I know you've heard me make this point on a bunch of different platforms, but I'll make it here also. Is I know there is a value to having an agent, but in a situation like this, if you are looking to make a stand, the agent's not going to be the one that stands now by you. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It depends on which stand we talk about is whether or not that stand's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. think he should take a stand against thirty-two. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. But at some point, you got to recognize just because they got the money, don't mean they're gonna give it to you. That's true. But, but I he guess, also, mm -hmm. if they offered him one thirty-three, then there's no way in the world that he should sign and play. For of course that, not. Period. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know the difference, all the different deals. Like we get reports and I've made the point plenty of times that I'm not arguing that that's what I would do. And if I was his advisor, we would assign something up until now, we would assign something. But if it's a matter of principle and if you are looking yes. to set a precedent or continue this trend and be the and, and go down in the annals of NFLPA history as the turning <laughs> point of of guaranteed contracts, then no agent in their right mind who has long lasting relationships with general managers and benefits from having those relationships is going to advise you to go ahead and do that. But if you're trying to make this stand and and the argument that people say like he should have an agent out negotiating and doing some backroom deals. There's nothing to negotiate. Negotiations are things that happen when you are willing to move. He is <laughs> he got a piece of paper with a number on it. Yes or no. And what I said on, on my show was like, it's like when you was in middle school and you sent a note to a girl. Do you like me? Check yes. Check no. Mm -hmm. You don't need no middle man for that. That's all he's saying. Yeah. This is my number. Yes or no. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think the middleman part is necessary at this point because now it has become unwieldy, right? Yeah. Now we're talking about courting trade partners. Now we're talking about like getting on the phone and warming people up to the idea and everything else. Like I think mm -hmm. up until this point, probably not. Yeah. Now, I just I just think it would make his life a lot easier. Probably, but at the same yeah. time, the way you see it is, this ain't hard for him. Yeah. 
I mean, this, I guess this this what I want. My <laughs> point is, I think that the, you have to understand, like the like the reward and risk are normally going to line up. And yes, not having an agent does, I think, bring his floor down, but it raises the ceiling. Having an That's agent, fair. I think, caps it all a little bit. So yeah, there's some drawback to it, but uh, and I wouldn't do it. I had I had two agents my whole career. They, they worked together, Brian and Jim, and I was nowhere near <laughs> as good at football. Or as good at anything as Lamar Jackson is at football. But I had two agents working on my behalf and I probably needed it because I wasn't an MVP franchise quarterback or MVP franchise quarterback. I might have just been like, this my number, this my phone number, this is my salary. When you are ready to pay it, you can call this one. <laughs> and yeah, my nah. phone number and salary will be very close to the same. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 10 digit number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Area code 410. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, man, it is uh, it is wild. Like it's it's I just can't I just can't believe that any team would just want to tell their fans, nah, nah, nah. We would rather be sorry. We haven't talked about the hold on, hold on right fast before I forget yeah. this. Y'all told me that they was gonna get that black man from McKenzie to run the team in Washington and all this, you know, it's a new day. It's gonna be different. Yo, what good? Is that black man? If he can't get love, like, if he can't even get him to think about it, they got Sam yeah. Howell regular ass. Off. They they just traded stuff to get Carson Wentz, and they like Lamar Jackson. Why? That's why would we do that? Sell tickets? What for? That was wild. Win games. Forget sell tickets. <laughs> win games for who? For what? Like Ron Rivera knows how to how to win with a dynamic quarterback. And you would assume that Eric Bieniemy would love the idea. Oh, that's right. They did bring Bieniemy in. Yep. I was about to say Scott Turner, who my understanding was did not love working with Cam Newton. Yeah. So maybe that would have been the situation there. But no, you're right. Bieniemy, Bieniemy, got to be like, what y'all, what y'all mean? <laughs> who, who said that? I know, yeah. Ain't I know, nobody I, asked me. I just got here. I ain't even <laughs> unpacked my boxes yet, and y'all already sabotaging me. He's Yo, available. Yo, Eric Bieniemy went on that Twitter account. He got that nobody knows that only follows football accounts and girls. And he and he looked up and was like, "Hey, y'all got to start putting me on these emails <laughs> before we that? start putting stuff out." Yeah, that's wild. I think like, tell the players on the team go walk in there and tell them 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 Falcons that been out here. Nah, nah, nah. We're good on this. Like I was thinking about with Miami, Dominique. Imagine. Having a team where your offense is third, excuse me, fourth fastest player is Jalen Waddle. They could be on the field at the same time with Raheem Moster, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Lamar Jackson. They're going to be out there looking like the Mavericks. They don't need to play no right. defense. <laughs> Just beating everybody 155 to 140. And they like, no, nah, we good. You, you know, you know who really need to make it happen. Kyle. San Francisco. Kyle. Oh God. Kyle. Oh God. Hey, John Lynch. Figure it out. <laughs> Send Hold that up. man a deal. But Dominique, Kyle is so weird. Is we weird. have no idea what Kyle is into. Like, I think yeah. this is this is an important <laughs> statement, I think, about Lamar in a comparative sense that I haven't heard people make as we talk about the contract. And they're like, yeah, well, Deshaun Watson got this. And they're like, yeah, well, nobody else is going to get that Deshaun Watson deal. 
logic that I understand, but I don't think we explicitly state this part enough because people get so weird about Lamar. He is better yeah. than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He at his best was better than Deshaun Watson at his best. And if I'm not mistaken, he's like a year or a year and a half younger mm-hmm. than him. Like we have gotten to this point where like we talk about Lamar Jackson as an idea. And this is how crazy y'all talk about him is when you think about it. We keep talking about the Jets going to get Aaron Rodgers. Why don't you go get Lamar Jackson? You probably like Aaron Rodgers will cost you 50 something million dollars this year. Yes, Lamar Jackson will cost you more long term, but we're talking about that same Shanahan style offense. And with them, we talk about Garrett Wilson mm. on one side. And who the dude on the other side ain't bad either, right? Yeah. Um I've already forgotten, but yeah, you know. I was trying to think of the tight end. They got running back. I mean, they got the Brees Hall dude who's gonna be coming back next year. They got that cold defense. Like, I think, and I saw somebody make this point that these personnel people just don't want to admit they were wrong about Lamar Elijah in the first Moore place in some guy. cases. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Okay. I, is that like ball. is that part of it? They just don't want to admit that they had gotten this wrong previously? No, I think that there's a lot. And this is what I was going to bring up earlier was, I think some of us have gotten comfortable or were already comfortable with the idea of Lamar Jackson being an NFL quarterback. And so we forget that a lot of people still aren't. Mm-hmm. And... I can't. The reason why we can't imagine a situation like this, and the reason why he's the best free agent ever to be available, because no other quarterback would ever get to this point, and right. has ever gotten to this point. And I think, in large part, it has to do with like these residual feelings about Lamar Jackson being a unique quarterback, and it's hard for people to wrap their heads around building an offense that works for him. And I think the offense we often talk about the way the Ravens built their offense in order to have Lamar succeed. And I'm not sure that's a fair way to characterize it. I think Lamar succeeds in their offense, but I don't think that Lamar is incapable of succeeding in a more dynamic offense. I think they are a more uh, traditional offense. I think that's part of the problem with this team is they aren't willing to, because they, they have something that works so good. It's like, all right, we in trouble. Let's do that thing again. Yeah. First of all, go watch the offense that Lamar played in in college under Bobby Petrino and understand, like, you don't have – he ain't got to run the bone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't got to have him out here running the Chris Alt offense. That's not required. But I think so, something that colors this – it doesn't color this discussion. It should color this discussion, but it doesn't. Since we forget that Colin Kaepernick ever actually played football and we only talk about him, like, as a dude that's going to be on commemorative plates, <laughs> we lose sight of the fact that, A, for you youngsters who don't remember this, he was a bad, bad, bad boy. That first year and change of Colin Kaepernick. Like, let me tell you who Colin Kaepernick owns, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Right? When everybody was trying to act like Joe Burrow was better than uh, Patrick Mahomes because he won a couple of games. Nobody ever said Colin Kaepernick was better than Aaron Rodgers. It was dominating them. Like also Michael Beasley, we beat him at home. We'll beat him on the road. We'll beat him in Africa. They was just taking him down wherever it came, right? <laughs> But then the Kaepernick thing kind of hit a ceiling, and the ceiling was hit in large part because of Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. There's this tweet that I sent when when Roman was in San Francisco. And note, Greg Roman had all this success, and nobody ever thought about making him a head coach. But Greg Roman, if you watch in San Francisco and it happened in Baltimore, but I sent this tweet, and I was just like, just please understand that all these delayed games and burn timeouts are coming with them. And... At least twice a season, somebody from Baltimore finds that tweet and they realize yep. that's the issue. I say all that to say 
where you feel like you've seen Lamar hit a ceiling, the same thing happened with the same coordinator with somebody else. And at some point you might want to ask yourself if that's the issue here and not so much the player. Like, well, you have to build a system around what Lamar does. you got to do that for literally every other quarterback in the league. I'm trying to think how many just add water quarterbacks are there other than like Mahomes. Yeah. And I'm not sure that Mahomes is just add water quarterback. Like I, we haven't seen him outside of uh, Andy Reid's system. I'm not yeah. saying that he would he would stink. He still would be a good quarterback. But football is so so dependent. Like it's it's not like other sports. You can't block for yourself. You can't catch for yourself. You can't run for yourself. Like at a certain point, LeBron can win a game because he's LeBron. You can't do that in football. I don't think there is a just add water quarterback. If there was one, you know who it is? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, because he's the only one, one of very few players that makes everyone else's job so much easier. People, defensive ends don't rush the same because Lamar Jackson's back there. So your tackles, they just got 10 Madden points better because ain't nobody going all out speed rushing around the edge, opening up holes for them. Your running back just got 10 points better because the teams are going to be focused on trying to stop Lamar's rushing attack. Your receivers are only going to face man coverage, or excuse me, only going to face zone coverage because they can't turn their back to Lamar Jackson. Right, like... Basketball players, when they talk about their peers, they're kind of like when musicians talk about their peers, right? And you ask a musician, like a great guitar player, who's your favorite guitar player? Man, I mess around and tell you some dude you ain't never heard of that's out here (laughs) doing all this stuff that can't nobody understand or whatever it is. But like part of it where players think more of Kobe as yeah. a player than people like me or observers or whatever it is. Cause players are looking at him like dog, he be jamming. Kyrie, you know too. what I'm saying? I mean, Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie falls yeah. in that category too. Carmelo's in mm-hmm. a very similar situation and you get it right. They like, yo, I wish I could do all those things. And like when I'm in one-on-one, oh man, I can't mess with that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we do this? So like when basketball players start talking about how good other basketball players are, you gotta be careful. It's entirely possible that it's aesthetic. When football players start talking about who the other good football players are, they it's different it is much more bottom line oriented and i'll never forget it was 19 that was your lamar won mvp and they played a game that year against the chiefs and uh the late therese paler wrote a story where he was talking about lamar and he was in the chiefs locker room asking questions about lamar and he said and i remember he wrote in it while he was doing it and he just sees here some dude from across the room hey you talk about lamar and just wanted to come over and just be like, dog, this is so different. <laughs> you remember after all Lamar's games, it was like how some players act around Tom Brady after 20 years of dominating the league. They out here trying to trade jerseys and trying to get him to sign interceptions. They was acting about like that about Lamar after <laughs> after his second year or during his second year. People was like, oh, Lamar. Yes. They was treating him like messy out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I remember. See, you were from that area, so it may have been different for you. But when Michael Vick was in college, I had never watched him play a full game his freshman year. Mm -hmm. And so he's at the Heisman ceremony. I'm like, wow, freshman in the Heisman ceremony. Oh, okay, what's that about? And then they get to the Sugar Bowl against an incredible Florida State team. And I'm like, all right, I guess we'll find out what this Michael Vick guy is all about. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. You hear people use slang and be like, man, he was out here breaking ankles. Michael Vick literally tore ACLs of a Florida State defense. 
in that game. And so he's coming out of school. And when Lamar's coming out of school and Michael Vick is like, nah, he's better than me. And I'm like, guys, we don't have to overreact. And, you know, Michael Vick, he always got to be humble now, you know, because yeah, of them yeah. dogs. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, we ain't, we ain't, you know, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, my God. Like on an NFL level at the very least, like maybe it had been different for Vick if he had come in, you know, with this sort of offense. But no, 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 no. Lamar Jackson, like, was looking like Vic in the NFL. Like, and when Vic hit the NFL, guys, you just don't get it. We've never seen anything like this before, uh-huh. ever, uh-huh. ever, I tell you, yeah. ever. The, the, my memory of um, Vic in college was being too young to, like, fully understand how to develop an offense or how to maximize your talent, but being wise enough and football mature enough to look at what they was doing and saying, He's better than what they are showing because they sending him out there running them old plays. Dog, they, <laughs> like, you they, got it. Yeah, they got a fullback on the field in a power eye formation, and they just like crowd the box, drop back, Mike, do something. Like, no, with a guy like this, you want to spread him out, get him some space, let his athleticism shine. And his athleticism was shining, and these fools was running dive. Like what? What are we doing? No misdirection, no zone reads, no shotgun, no boots. I mean, they had a couple boots in there, but they was just like, "We're gonna run an option, we're gonna run a dive, and we're gonna throw goes and outs." <laughs> and Michael Vick was like, "Sounds good to me." Yeah, and then people were like, "Well, maybe he he hasn't learned how to um, read defenses." Yeah, because they out here running pop Warner plays. <laughs> there ain't no defense to read. That's very simple. Pop pass, throw it to him right now. <laughs> Michael Vick was so good that he was six feet tall <laughs> running a seventh grade offense. And it was like, yep, that's that number one with less talent and still killing uh, Florida State. Yes, 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 yes. Because his rookie year was like, oh, the game seems to be moving kind of fast for him. Michael Vick's second year. It was game one where they lost the game at Lambeau Field because the dudes were dropping passes in the end zone. But it was the game against Pittsburgh and the game against the Vikings. The game against the Vikings where he made them two dudes run into each other. Mm. Like, it looked like a cartoon. Yeah, it was very... Like, like, like Lamar never got us that because it was like, oh, we've seen something like this before. But he exceeded expectation in so many ways and has come out here and done it and been the guy that you want leading the franchise. And all of these the pro- things, yeah. and they not giving him his money. Yeah, the, the problem, Lamar has given us those plays, though. The problem is, like, we're at a different point in media where we are bombarded with highlights. But you remember when Lamar did that step back on the dude from Buffalo, put him on the ground. Remember when he did that spin on the guy in um Cincinnati and went to the crib? Lamar got them highlights, too. And then he throwing deep dots to people in the end zone. Like, it's just, this is ridiculous. This is making me angry. He's, a, he's available. He's a... I, I want a franchise. I might just put together a franchise and give my first round draft picks to get Lamar. He's available. No, no we good. We good. Go see what you can get. <laughs> Go see what you can yeah. get out there. We'll match it. And ain't and, and, and six teams like, nah, we out. Day one, we out. We out. So that's why the C word comes up. Because yep, yep, it, it doesn't up. make any sense. That's why the right? C word comes up. It's it. I say at best it's the C word, at worst it's the R word. Because otherwise, because yeah. it ain't the S word, and the S word is sense. Yeah, it, it definitely don't make none of that. that <sighs> but that is Dominique Foxworth. Check him out on Get Up. Check him out on Anscape. 
Check him out also. Oh, my bad. Nah, check him out on Game Theory. That's right. You know what? Here's what happened. It's my fault. It's my fault. You were supposed to be on next week. Yeah. And I had forgotten that they had switched the weeks around. Yeah, I'm coming up tomorrow morning. Yep, Dominique Fosworth will be a guest on Friday on Game Theory. Friday night, 11 o'clock, HBO, HBO Max. Check out Dominique Fosworth there. And, of course, check out the Dominique Fosworth show available where you are listening to this podcast. My man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Remember, hit the voicemail line, 860-516-4119. In the spirit of Sean Kemp, what's the wildest thing you done seen happen at the mall? 860-516-4119. Adi Khan and Parker Owens handling things behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.